This is Stream Coach TV, episode number four. Pineapple does belong on pizza. Welcome to the Stream Coach TV podcast, the podcast designed to help you up your game as a professional live streamer on Twitch. Every Friday, I give you actionable advice to transform you into the expert content creator you are determined to be. After the episode, come learn more in our Discord channel. Now let's get started. Hey guys, it's Ashley Christ, and yes, we finally have a name for this podcast. I'm going to be sticking with the original branding of Stream Coach TV, which I used for a few interviews that I shared um, where I interviewed professional streamers, partnered streamers in the space about what makes them successful. So I'm going to be sticking with that branding, albeit a few things are going to change. And yeah, I'm really excited. I can't believe that it finally has a name and it finally has a direction and I've really solidified like what I want to do with the show. So I'm really happy and excited for the future. As you guys can see though, this episode is a day late. Yesterday I had to work until eight. And usually I'm able to record episodes as I'm working because I get little breaks in between my job. Um, but this time I just was so busy that I did not have the time to record. And I could have recorded it after 8, but then that would have meant that I would have had to release the show just way later than I want to. I don't really want to release the show um, super late at like 10 p.m. because I feel like a lot of people are either making content at that time or going to bed at that time. That's kind of like a wind down time for a lot of people. So I want to make sure that this is released on a schedule that makes sense for the people that are going to be consuming it. Otherwise, like, what's the point? <laughs> so I am going to be relaunching some of those episodes of Stream Coach that I created in the past. They are available on YouTube right now. I think there's about 14 of them. But I don't want those to stay up as YouTube videos because that is long form content that just doesn't make sense to have on the YouTube platform because it's not very visually appealing. It's definitely more appealing as an audio show. So, and that was the original intention of like why I created Stream Coach anyways. Like, yes, I want to live stream the actual interviews, but as far as where I share the content, I want it to be in the podcast itself. So what I'm going to be doing is kind of relaunching Stream Coach with a new format and with a couple of different edits and tweaks to it so that it makes more sense for you guys. And also, so it's a little bit easier for me to release. I was having a hard time sticking with the one interview per week format just because a lot of people were either um, not able to stick with their interview time or they would have like technical difficulties. And so I want to make sure that I have enough solo episodes kind of in the back burner just in case something comes up and something happens with either an interview or a planned podcast episode. So I want to make sure that this is still open to creativity and me being able to release episodes as I see fit, but, you know, of course, still serving you guys and making sure that it's all about getting you more information about how to be a professional in this space, because it's really hard. Like, you know, if you're if you're trying to stream, you're trying to build a career out of this right now, it's it's hard. There's a lot to learn and it can take people years to feel competent with this information and then even longer to feel like they've actually mastered it. So that's kind of the goal of this podcast is to help you guys be the master content creator that you are determined to be and to give you that information that you need to pursue your dreams. So a couple of things real quick about this new format. Interviews aren't only going to be partnered streamers this time. I found that I can really extract value from companies, organizations, non-partners, just lots of other people that's still relevant for live streamers that are trying to follow their dreams. The interviews are also going to be shorter because content creators are just naturally busy people and you guys don't have time to sit around for an hour to listen to a bunch of different episodes of this show. So the interviews are actually going to last closer to like 25 to 30 minutes, which will also help me in the long run because it will be a lot easier to fit in quality within that short amount of time. Um, it's also going to come out in more of a seasonal format. So a few times a year, I'll probably do this in like 10 episode segments. I will be able to sit down and really plan out each episode to make sure that it's just jam packed with information for you guys. This specific episode is extra long because it's the first episode of Stream Coach TV that I did back in the day. It is not a testament to my interview skills. So like I sound just kind of 
bored and like <laughs> sad. I sound very sad. I sound like I don't know how to talk to somebody and like I don't um I kind of sound like I'm not happy to be talking to Pox uh even though I am obviously like he's a really great creator and that's the reason that I wanted still to include this interview in the show is just because he does give some really valuable information that I feel like a lot of people can find useful. If you guys haven't heard of the person that I'm interviewing, his name is Pox. He is really big into streaming MMORPGs and giving people really great setups and advice for advancing their gameplay. He's pretty popular in the Path of Exile community, which is where I first saw him. And we've been friends for probably the past like two or three years now, I want to say. He's a really great guy, really interesting, and he has a lot of really valuable information for you. He does say all of his online handles at the very end of the episode, but I'll make sure to leave all the links down below in the show notes so that you guys can check out his content. Also, if you haven't subscribed before, make sure you hit the button on your favorite podcast player that you're using right now to keep up with more interviews like this so that you can learn more about live streaming and pursuing your dreams. Let's jump into it. What's up, man? Not too much. You know, I <laughs> woke up for the first thing, uh, for the first thing today, I guess, like, for this event, which I haven't woken up for anything except for like PAX South, so I would say uh, pretty excited today to do something fun. Um, I do want to state as well, it's always cool talking with like a different audience as well because you know my audience in Twitch has known me for some of some of them almost four and a half five years, so they know me very well. So I think it's always cool speaking about I guess my position on Twitch to people I've never spoken to before. Well, I mean you obviously, but mm -hmm. you know a different audience and whatnot. So I think it's pretty neat. And you've been around you? for a while, right? How long have you been on Twitch? Almost five years. Oh my gosh, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, almost every day. I did take, actually, funny story, um, like a short intermission. I think my first six months of streaming, I was graduating high school, and I was like, I'm quitting gaming, I'm throwing all this out, I'm going to make a career out of my, like, I'm not going to do this at all. And I, like, cold turkey quit everything, and then I came back, and I've pretty much done almost every single day since then. Wow. That's really impressive that you believed in it so much that you really wanted to throw like everything that you had into it. I couldn't imagine. No. Well, no, I quit everything, including streaming. Like I quit. Oh. And then I came back and I was like, you know what? Screw having jobs. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. It's so silly uh, sometimes depending on where you work. And I'm like, I want to, I want to be my own boss. I want to get this figured out. But more importantly, I want to I want to enjoy my life. I want to have fun. Yeah. I don't want to have to, you know, sit there every month, you know, living off my paycheck and like just hating it. I want to I want to make maybe less money, but be super happy in an environment that I honestly can wake up and enjoy every single day. That's so cool. And that actually is a great segue into my first question, which was how did you find Twitch? What inspired you to start streaming? Like, give me the details on sure. your very first beginnings. Okay, so this is going to sound kind of silly, all right? But so I first started streaming about four and a half years ago uh, in a game called, an MMO called Terra, uh, which was one of the new big release true action combat games. Um, and our guild was number one in all of North American progression. So there was like no one that was even close to us. The problem was, is there was a raid boss that was so hard to kill that we were, like, our group was the only one on the server that could kill it. And I ended up quitting my job and then building a PC to stream full-time to show players how to do the fight. Um, and it ended up completely backfiring because, you know, when you're on the internet, people will point a finger like, oh, all you're doing is showing off. You just want to show how good you are. And it's like, no, what are you talking about? Like, I'm just here to help you guys get better and whatnot. And then I, I learned what trolls were and whatnot. And, um, but it was still pretty good. But that's, that's pretty much the actual start was from Terra. So I feel like the, the basis around your channel is just to help people and to inform them. Like I've noticed your channel comparatively to other streamers, it goes extremely in depth with like build guides um, and just how to be a better player in general. You seem to take gaming extremely seriously. Do you feel like this is something that, like, do you want to promote this idea of like you can be extremely in depth with everything, or do you also have the side of just casual? I mean, so it really depends on where you come from, because like I consider myself casual. I don't know if I fit the definition properly, but I consider myself casual because 
even though I do take things very seriously, I'm very open-minded towards everything. So I don't actually ever get frustrated towards anything. Um, I just, it's my passion. And you know, when you actively seek out your passion, naturally you're going to put so much time into it compared to other things. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I really do like teaching people and helping players because I think it's, I don't know, I think it's kind of silly seeing as there's, you know, there's obviously multiple different different types of streamers. There's some that do it for money, which there's nothing wrong for. Uh, there's some that just want to have fun and entertain like myself. And if you're really looking for, like, information, you don't want to pay for anything, you truly just want help in a game, you can just come to my stream, and it's no problem. That's so interesting. Can you actually give me your worst streaming moment? Like, what's uh, the one thing that you're like, oh, God, why did I do that? Okay, I have a couple. Um, oh, nice. So, all right. So, one of them, um, this was back when it was, like, kind of legal. I used to sleep. I used to basically have my stream on 24 hours permanently, right? Like, it was on until Twitch warned me, like, you can't do that. So, it was on for 72 hours straight, and this was when I was doing, I was playing Terra. I would basically log into account, which was my healer, right? I would heal for the raid. And I'd go to sleep for 40 minutes, and I'd wake up, go on someone else's account, heal the fight, log off, switch accounts, and I would just keep my stream on, and everybody would see me wake up. Like, they would have, like, this little countdown timer, and they would just be, like, wake up, and they would spam, like, an emote, and you would just see me get out of bed and just wake up and immediately go and raid. And uh, that was definitely something I, like, back on, just kind of, like, laugh about, but, like, I would, I would, I don't know, maybe I would do it now, but that's one of them. Um, kind of, like, an embarrassing moment, I guess. What was the second one? Second one would be when I leaked porn on my stream. That was oh, definitely no. that was a lot of fun. Um, I so I've actually probably shown porn like 10, 15 times. It's just I'm really, really nonchalant about it and close it out so fast people don't notice. But this one time, it was just a really, really awkward scenario. It was like I had so as as a male, all right. Uh, I don't know how how women do this stuff, but sometimes you know when you've been watching stuff for, you know, adult stuff for a while, you, you know, one video isn't enough for you anymore. So you'll have, you know, 10, 15 different tabs. And what happened was, is like the internet went out one day. So like all my tabs got like messed up and I couldn't refresh them. So I took all the links and I posted them in a Word document to, you know, have fun with some other time. And in my, a lot of my build guides for Path of Exile, I do my build guides in like WordPad because I'm super simple. I'm like, well, here's what you need. And I pulled up the wrong WordPad, and people immediately screenshotted it and posted it directly to like live stream fails, and it went on the Reddit. Um, and then that was pretty fun. But I mean, honestly, I look back at these. I'm not like super mad about them. I just look back and laugh. Like I even commented on the post, and I'm like, here's who I think was the best one. And uh, <laughs> just got to have fun with it. So Yeah, that's actually funny. I had a situation where one of my viewers bought me a manga that was like an extremely questionable oh. one. <laughs> and I showed it to everyone on the channel because I was so excited about it. And I got banned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, my gosh. Um, but actually, going back to your first situation which was where you talked about leaving your channel on all the time um do you feel like this new transition towards irl streaming that twitch is trying to do this is like we're taking a really serious dive right here i know we just had some lighthearted fun but um do you feel like this irl transition that twitch is trying to do is problematic like for instance there was this situation with the streamer that was doing a charity stream for 24 hours and, you know, sadly passed away. Um, and, like, what? how do you feel about this? Like, the transition to trying to be on all the time? So, I definitely think that this comes with a scare because a lot of people don't realize that Twitch is very mentally taxing. Whether you're doing it for fun or for work, it's it's still kind of like a job. If you're putting in, you know, a large amount of time into it, it's it's going to require time back from you. Um, I think a lot of people don't really realize that this can be a job depending on how you treat it. And by doing so, most people don't work 24 hours straight at a job, um, you know, even if you're in the luxury of your own home. So I think that it's a good way to push for. I think that a lot of content creators are scared to um, kind of basically do what we're doing right now, but on their own channel. And streaming on IRL kind of separates that. It's like, hey, guys, this is non-gaming related content right now. Or, 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 you know, you could throw in some gaming content if you want. I'm going to, you know, take a step and do something else. However, people are definitely taking it a bit too extreme 
Um, and I think that's not very good. Like, there's a lot of people who um, just do, like, IRL stuff, and they just fuck around. Like, kind of like on YouTube, how people do, like, prank videos. They do that live on Twitch, and, like, they actually get threatened by, like, actual, you know, pedestrians. And it's like, dude, I don't know if you really want to do that. That's kind of, you know, leave that stuff for pre-recorded YouTube. A lot of people fake it and whatnot. Um, so I can definitely see a very fine line there. Okay. Yeah, I definitely feel like there's this this need and this habit that is kind of being formed by the culture right now, which is where people feel like they need to be on all the time. And while it is true, like whenever you first are trying to build a channel, I think as much as you can possibly be on, this is the quickest way to grow. And so if you're streaming, you know, eight to 14 hours a day, which is extremely common for people that want to make this out of, make this into a career initially, it can also be really dangerous. And a lot of people, after they get used to the fact that they're streaming for so long, don't realize, well, <laughs> I should li- I should be listening to my body still. Um, so obviously that's something that we want everyone to keep in mind is just stay safe. I mean, try to try to stay healthy and take care of yourself while also delivering quality content within the realm of what you are able to accomplish. So that being said, while we know that it is, really important to be on all the time aside from just being there what is something about twitch that you've learned is necessary for success so i would definitely say and i think this is really like overshadowed is building your community on more than one platform so as a person like myself who is a variety streamer I think it's extremely important to have a YouTube channel. Even if you don't edit anything, I'm a prime example of this. You just make a video, you know, speak about what you want, put it on YouTube. From that video, if you think it's quality content, post it on the Reddit for a game. Also post it in the form directory. If you're playing a specific class, go on the official forums, look at the class guide. Build up a Discord channel. Have community scheduled events. Uh, I think really getting to know your community and interacting with them and showing them that you're the exact same as them. You just want to play a lot of video games. That's really it. I think that really brings people together. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree with like creating a community based on, around your your activity within the channel is extremely important. Um, so within that same realm, like, what is a unique lesson that you feel like you've learned from Twitch that you may not have otherwise? This is an expression. Um, I don't know the full expression, but I'm going to say a shorter version (laughs) is you can't please everybody. And Twitch is a direct example of that because you are speaking to to people all around the globe and everybody is brought up in a different culture and a different nature um, or nurture. And everyone, not everybody's going to agree with you. You could be the nicest person in the world. Somebody is going to disagree with you somewhere and you need to understand that you cannot appeal to everybody. There is a time when you have to say no on Twitch. You know, if you try to be nice to every troll that comes in, you automatically now have, you have the people, the loyal viewers who have been watching you, and then you have the trolls you're trying to, like, you know, stay cool with, but then your viewers are like, why are you giving them so much attention compared to me? Like, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, And you really have to understand that because it takes, this is the thing, it takes one second for you to get annoyed, basically, by reading a comment. Of, of saying you suck, for example, right? You just did the most epic feat you've ever done and someone says you suck. And most people would read you suck before, you know, the two sentence that, that your subscriber just posted and said, hey man, I just wanna say congratulations, I really liked your channel. Because it's the minority that you don't notice that are really caring for you and it's really easily to just read something that you don't like and then it gets stuck in your head basically. So you have to remember that it's okay to say no. It's okay to realize, like, okay, not everybody's going to agree with me. Not everybody sees this. But, you know, put a smile on your face and just move on. I definitely feel like that's a huge lesson. I know whenever I first started streaming, trolls would come in, and I was just so upset. But then I kind of tried to turn it against them and troll them back. Um, and that turned the channel into, I mean, it was it was questionable content for sure. Like, it wasn't the nicest place. It wasn't inclusive. It wasn't about... It was basically about being as um, abrasive as possible. And I feel like that is a common trait that 
some of the top streamers do share. Like, they feel, especially with guys, you know, there's kind of a different standard with women on the channel, I feel. But with men, I feel like they kind of gear a lot towards this, like, trolly type of behavior. Do you feel mm -hmm. like this is detrimental to the culture? So it goes, it goes two ways. Um, definitely for the culture, I see it not being as good. Uh, just because it it creates a really it creates a really weird vibe sometimes. So like you look at it from two points of view, and I totally agree with basically if a woman is trolling, it can get explosive like super quickly. As a male, if you troll, it's kind of expected so, sometimes. Um, however, what I was gonna say is like when you're streaming, if you have like this alternate side you're showing, even if it's just like a trolling side. You have like a 50-50 chance uh, where basically a new viewer enters your channel and either sees you for, you know, the person you're being now as a nice person or sees you for the troll. And depending on, you know, who they see, they may or may not watch your channel anymore after like two seconds of watching. But in terms of affecting the community, I would definitely say it does. A lot of the people who watch Twitch are very young. You know, some, some are like 12, 13 years old. Some are even younger. You know, people are getting to esports at such a young age. And they are very, very heavily influenced by Twitch streamers. Um, and whether or not I agree to that or not, because it's it's kind of sucks because you don't really sign up to be in that position when you just want to stream. It's kind of it's kind of odd. Uh, but I would definitely say overall, if the streamer takes it too far, it has a negative impact on the community because his channel, like his views and his uh, viewers, are going to go to other channels and they're going to take exactly what they learned and start doing it in other channels. And then they'll throw a fit when they get timed out, for example, because they're not used to the same exact, you know, thing that's going on. That's a perfect explanation. I actually feel 100% the same way. So I'm glad we were on the same page with that. Um, thinking about all the new streamers and the kids that are coming into this culture, if somebody wants to aspire to be a partnered streamer, what's one piece of advice that you would give them? I would have to go back to what I was saying before and say, like, build a community. Um, and that goes, again, with, with essentially branching out to the games that you're playing. Don't just stream 12 hours a day. Maybe stream 8 hours a day. Spend 20 minutes a day making a YouTube video or 30 minutes. Spend another 30 minutes, you know, browsing the Reddit for the game you're playing. Post some comments on Reddit. Give some feedback. Um, you know, talk to the game developers or the publishers. You don't necessarily have to try to get free things, but just make them aware. Like, hey, man, by the way, I just want you to know um, I'm about to start streaming on Twitch. I really like your video game. I've been playing it for six months or so. Um, you know, I'd love to see after my, you know, hopefully I, I gain some channel growth. Maybe we can set up an interview or an event or schedule something. And they'll a lot of the time they'll say yes because people don't often, like, spread themselves out. Like myself, as an example, I'm... I'm near like 14, 15 million combined views and like 70, 80K uh, combined like followers essentially between YouTube and Twitch. And I don't ever talk to anybody. But the second I do talk to them, they're immediately like, yes, man, I'll totally do that. Um, and I know easily like I've seen people who are partnered with like three or four thousand followers and have, you know, full on contracts with with gaming like companies and accessory or like hardware all over the place. It's really just being confident and being like a nice and understanding person, really. Mm hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot that goes into streaming behind the scenes that people don't realize. How much time would you say you spend on that side of things every day? The, be the, behind, the behind the scenes? The scenes so it, yeah. it depends. I have, like, months, basically. So, like, I'll, go, I'll, like, turn a switch, and I'll be like, all right, for this month, we're doing super heavy community-oriented stuff, and I'll put off a lot of my real-life stuff. And then for, like, two weeks, I can't really do much within the community. I'll still create YouTube content, but I'll have to get a lot of personal life stuff. Uh, done. But when I would stream like pretty hard, I would stream like 10 hours a day every day and probably be on my Discord six to eight hours a day. Um, oh my gosh. And that's because we would basically, we would, it's just like I'm streaming all over again, but with no webcam. You know, viewers come in the channel, we talk about, you know, the new games we're going to play, we play games together as well. You know, we joke around, we meme and stuff. Um, and yeah, it, it was a lot of fun because that's, even having fun is still building up your community. So that's the really cool thing. But definitely behind the scenes, super required to build your channel. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize how much work goes into just creating a stream. Actually, streaming, I would say, is probably the easiest part about being a streamer. It's all the stuff behind the scenes that is just so crazy important. Mm -hmm. Speaking of important, 
we just saw each other at PAX South, and that was really awesome. We had a great time at the Twitch party. <laughs> we were both drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how we ran into Open each other. Open bar, man. Open bar. Like, yeah. Twitch, I love you. Seriously, I'm bowing to you right now. So how important is it, in your opinion, for streamers to be attending these gaming conventions? Because I know that there is a huge disparity between people that think you need to go to all of them and network and the people that think don't go to any because you're going to lose your subs. Is there a happy balance? What is the happy balance? How do you find it? Okay, so PAX South was the first convention-oriented thing I've ever went to, ever. And I will state that there's there's a huge like mental aspect to this. So basically when you sit at home and you stream and you do your stuff, whether your stream is successful or not, you're just basically playing video games, you know, you're happy, all this is going. But the second you actually leave and enter a realm, I'm going to say, where everybody around you knows what you do, and it's literally just all a bunch of streamers and gamers combined, it's like a whole new experience that I personally never experienced. And it gave me like this insane mental fortitude to basically just be excited. I was like, wow, it's like day one streaming again. Now, this is like cutting networking aside. Um, then when you actually get into there, you can network with anybody you want. It doesn't even matter the size of your stream. There are so many indie games, like indie companies, uh, that will gladly give you a beta key, even if you have, say, 200 followers, right? Because what does it cost for them to give you a, a beta key? And then you just put it on your channel and talk about it, and they'll even pop into your channel and say hello to you and whatnot, um, which I think is also really cool. As for being scared of losing your subscribers, I mean, I lost maybe like 20 subscribers over the three days that I was gone, but guess what? I mean, I got to put live footage of me getting a conga line behind my Twitch, like my booth at, Twi uh, sorry, Pack South, and my stream loved it, and that easily got like the 20 subs back because when people can see you interacting, like in person, in real life, they're like, wow, like this is, it's he's not fake, like this is actually the person that he is, like it's not like I'm being lied to this whole time, and I think that's really important to, to like get that bond with your viewers. Yeah, that's, I mean, the thing with that too is that it creates such a great type of content for your channel. It shows people that not only, yes, I'm streaming all the time and I, I work my butt off for this, but also I'm involved in the community in real life. I feel like there's such a difference between being online, being in real life. Like I'm sure you've noticed, you've met some people probably and just been like, wow, I was not expecting you to be this way at all. So that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned mental health and mental fortitude as well. So there is this huge dialogue going on right now within the community about mental health and streaming as a way to deal with anxiety or depression or any other kind of mental illness. And I know that this is kind of a random question, but how do you feel about that kind of situation? Do you feel like you are kind of using this as a way to create a community and to meet more people or are you using this as a way to like hide from the real world? Like what are so, you? All right, so I have like multiple answers for this. Oh, so when cool. I first started streaming and I was back living with my mom and dad, I used gaming as an outlet to basically escape, right? A lot of, a lot of us have done that. I ended up taking it to the next step, and it wasn't my intention for it to become that, but it's just, when I started streaming Terra, I realized, like, wow, I'm having a lot of fun with this, and I'm not realizing, you know, the bad times in my life that I don't even need to remember. Um, and that was really cool, and I got to share my experiences with people all around the world. Now, I notice myself, I'm not, you know, depressed or anything, but I notice that if something is on my mind, I can just turn on my stream and openly talk about it. And nobody in my real life is going to argue with me about it because, first off, most people like that I actually know personally aren't going to watch my stream all day long, 24-7. So I can talk about topics like this. And I think that's also important for my community because I'm not just a Twitch streamer. I'm also here to basically what we're doing right now I would do on my channel. Um, and I, I would not mind it whatsoever because I'm, I'm a very open person. Um, and I want to I want to help people that went through something similar to what I had to go through. Like if you're you know if you are depressed, you can talk to me about it on my channel. It's okay. I'll I'll talk to you about it back. Um, but um, I definitely would say that there are some negative aspects of it because I'll notice myself procrastinating in real life, and I'll notice this is something I did when I was younger. If I didn't complete a homework assignment and I was in like middle school, 
I would intentionally stay up all night and I would play Dota, right? (laughs) Yep, I would play Dota. And I told myself I would play one Dota game. Yep, I'd play one Dota game and I would do a little bit of my homework. If I lost, I had to do homework for like 10, 15 minutes straight. So I never lost, right? (laughs) And then I remember I created the silliest things. I remember I'd play like Juggernaut Top and Max Healing Ward with a bottle. and like, yeah, I can never lose my lane. I will permanently sustain. And this is like 10 10 years ago. Um, And I noticed like some of the same characteristics even pour into me now, literally 10 years later. I'll put something off and be like, well, I don't really need to go shopping to get food. I could just, you know, drink a lot of water and stream for 15 hours and make, you know, have a lot of fun, make some money. And it's like my time isn't being wasted. Does that make sense? Right. I feel like if I'm working and I'm making money, my time isn't being wasted. But that's not always true because, you know, you may be working extra now, but you're going to still have to get the other stuff done in your real life. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like streaming applies to your future? Like, where are you going with this? You know, Twitch Twitch staff members asked me the same question uh, when I was over there because did you know most people that stream don't stream for more than two years and they mm-hmm. stop? And they either go into, like, shoutcasting, work for Twitch, you know, branch off and work with a gaming company. I personally have no clue what's in my future. I don't know what's going to happen five minutes from now. I just take every day, minute by minute, and I'm able to do that because... I'm a happy single man at the age of 24, and I know that my actions don't affect too much of what happens around me. It's mainly just me. So I can kind of be a little bit, I guess, indecisive and whatnot. But honestly, I'd like to keep streaming. And uh, if an opportunity opens and and arises for me to work for another company, and I get bored of streaming, or maybe I want to do it part-time and that's allowed, I would probably go ahead and take that. Just for, like, stability reasons, kind of. Yeah. That is really interesting. So streaming for as long as you have, what is something that you've done that you feel like kind of contributes to that success? Um, a personal honestly, habit. A personal habit? Yeah. I really don't sleep. That's probably <laughs> like one. I honestly, I don't sleep. And it doesn't, it's not a bad thing. Like it's not a health issue. I honestly could run on five hours of sleep for like six, seven days. And then just take one crash day and sleep for maybe like nine hours and I'll be 100% fine. You would never notice. And by doing this, it allows me to really play a lot of video games. And when I say play a lot, I mean, I'm literally on my computer 24 seven. Like if, you know, I don't even answer my phone, like my phone is never on. So you just people message me on my, you know, on PC, Discord, Skype, etc. And the reason why this goes hand in hand with my channel is people come to me for information. That's what people come to me for. You know, a new game drops, people expect for me to be Korean, be max level, hit end game content, know what the best class is, the best rotations, like 15 minutes in. So I'm like, all right, guys, I can't do it in 15 minutes. Give me like two days. I just won't sleep. I'll get you your content. And that's really hard to find for a lot of players. Um, So I think that is definitely like goes directly hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. I also feel like you're obviously making a lot of sacrifices for your channel, um, especially as far as your time. Do you feel like that's true? Like how how many sacrifices and what type would you say that is common for being a streamer? Uh, My biggest sacrifice is probably just my social life. That's Mm -hmm. the main thing. And the reason why I say that is I don't stream on a schedule because I feel that there's two ways to look at it, right? You can look at it as a job. You can look at it as fun. Mm-hmm. Just because it's fun doesn't mean it isn't your job. It's just I never once when I was a kid told myself, like, I'm going to play, you know, my PlayStation from the hours of 2 to 6, and then I'm not going to play it anymore. I was just like, well, my homework's done. I want to play video games, so I'm going to play video games. Uh, so for me, it's just whenever I want to play a video game, I just turn on my stream stream, uh, and play it. Now, the problem with that is when, you know, in our mid-20s here, most of us, at least from my friends, are not really good at planning things ahead. So they'll be like, hey, man, Pox, you want to come over? You know, we're having a really cool party. I'm bringing some chicks over. We're going to get wasted. I'm like, no, nah, man, I can't. I'm, I'm working. And they'll be like, oh, well, okay, maybe next time. And then next time rolls around, and they still don't give me a date. They don't give me a time ahead. And they call me, and, you know, I work probably one-third of the day of every single day. So there's a 33% chance that if you call me, I'm going to be working. Um, and it kind of just... Honestly, I lose a lot of friends because of it, um, and uh, it kind of sucks. And I definitely could do more to to kind of like to, to work with it. 
But, uh, I mean, you know, that's one of the cons of it, I guess you could say. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whenever I was streaming, the same thing happened. I had a couple of female roommates that I was extremely close with, and we'd been friends for years, years. And just being in that position of... I mean, I wasn't like you, you know, I scheduled my streams, and so having to be there and not being able to go hang out with them just randomly whenever they would ask, they were not extremely happy about that mm -hmm. at all. So I definitely think that there is a huge sacrifice as far as your social life for probably everyone, and it really sucks to not, <laughs> to I guess, lose friends over it, because some people don't understand you know, they don't get that you're sure they don't get that you're doing something that you're excited about and that you feel like could potentially be extremely lucrative and potentially turn into a career for you someday. Like people don't get it. Um, and that that really sucks to be in that position. So I applaud you for handling that with grace as it seems like you are, Mr. Graceful. I don't, I don't know about with grace, so there's a reason why I'm single, but uh <laughs> <laughs> my stream has not been very, very good for the women, so I can, I, I'm really good at speaking my mind, and they're really good at tuning into my stream when I'm speaking my mind, so. I believe in you. I believe in you. So, aside from someday getting a girlfriend, I guess, what are you excited nope, about I'm, with your channel? I'm staying single. Oh, okay. um, Yeah. Um, Go for it. I guess excited for my channel, just to see where it goes. Uh, I feel like, I feel like every game that I play if I spend like a large amount of time in it, it's like a chapter in my life. Um, so Path of Exile is like a huge chapter in my life. I've visited it on and off for like three years. Whenever a new MMO comes, I, I can look at this game and be like, oh my God, this could potentially be the game that like I play forever, right? Like I, I, I've always played MMOs my entire life. I have more time staring at a screen than talking with everyone in my family combined by 10. Um, this has just been my, my life for everything. So I always wait for that moment that this new game comes out that I can just truly call home. And, you know, I'll stream it for six hours on my desktop, and then I'll get bored and take a break, and I'll just go to the living room and turn on the stream in the living room and play again for, like, another six hours. And that's honestly what I what I that's it. That's all I want to do. I'm pretty yeah. simple for right now. Until until something else comes in, and, you know, we all change. Every year we change as people drastically um, that's just the vision right now, really. Yeah, that's awesome. So, being around on Twitch for this long, who would you say is your favorite streamer? So that's a funny one. I honestly don't watch anyone on Twitch. However, okay. I have seen a couple clips, so I can gauge it off of that. Um, <laughs> I used to really look up to a guy called Ziggy D. I think is Ziggy D Live or Ziggy D Starcraft on YouTube. Um, and another guy called Doc, Doc Got Game. And the reason why I look at them is because they stream completely different from me. Like, they have a schedule, they're very professional, or they step into a character. Um, Ziggy, for example, is always very nice. Doc has, like, is super funny. Like, actually makes me laugh, and my sense of humor is terrible sometimes. <laughs> so that was, that was awesome. Uh, and I really admire how much work these people put into their streams because I feel that a lot of the work that I put in it's just, it's not really work for me anymore. It's just fun. You know, grinding in a game for 18 hours straight with no sleep is fun to me. To other people, they'd rather just, like, go work an actual job and say, screw Twitch. I'd rather just sit down and, you know, pen and paper for 18 hours and you know, some smashing buttons. Um, so to me personally, I can, I can really admire that about other people is mm -hmm. how much time and effort they put into it. Yeah. Yeah, that's extremely important, I think. So... On the monetization aspect of things, can you kind of give us a glimpse into like where all of your income streams are coming from? Um, how are you doing on that front? Obviously, I don't want you to give sure. any numbers if you're not comfortable with that, but... Well, I can't by, by like, basically... Uh, right. Which partnership NDA. law. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. My income looks like this, and it's very scary. So, you ever heard of the term an organized mess? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, I have I have an organized messy income. So my income looks like this. It starts here and then it goes up and down. Up and down. Up <laughs> and down. Uh most people their income would be like, you know, a line that goes up or maybe like a stalemate. Mine is like extreme. It's extreme because of because of the way I stream basically. Um and I definitely have some bad months, but I definitely have some good months. So in terms of what I can speak of, 
I've made as little as lower than minimum wage some months and as high as, and this one I can actually say out loud because it wasn't through Twitch, $13,000 in a month. And that was mainly through donations. Um, but you can't really take the average of that because if you take below minimum wage and 13K, there's like this huge like $10,000 plus dollar difference in the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't mind it because I really, I'm a very frugal person. I cook 95% of my meals. Um, I don't really like going outside. I, uh, I mean, I don't mind going outside, but I don't like, to, to me, my hobby is gaming and my games support my hobby. I get all my games for free. So mm-hmm. I'm okay with my income, right? Like it, it's okay. Like I don't need to save up money, put it aside and say, I'm going to take a $3,000 vacation. I'm on a permanent vacation. Um, <laughs> like it's, it hasn't ended yet since I moved out. It's, I've been on a vacation for two, almost, almost two and a half years, I think, or one and a half. I don't even remember. Two and a half years. Yeah. Is that how long you've been streaming full time? Is two and a half years? No, no, no. I've been streaming full or... time. Well, what is the definition of full time? Full time so... as in just... As in you don't have any other job. You don't have a part-time job. You're just four years? Yeah. I've been living off my stream for two and a half years. Okay. So what did you do before you were living off of it for that year and a half? I worked at (laughs) a place called... uh, It was actually... I worked like six months there. I was in school full-time, and I worked at at a place called Galaxy Skateway in South Florida. It is a rollerblading company. And it was like a full-on family-run business, and I was the only person that was not in the family. And it was awful. It was so bad. I would I would basically go into work, and they'd put me on, like, shoe duty, which is basically <laughs> like the kids come in, they give me their shoes, I replace it with the rollerblades, right? Except when you, when you have, let's see, maximum capacity on a Friday night is 1,500 people. So you think if 1,500 people come in, which is a low end, right, because for a whole day, that's nothing. Like, that's just the maximum capacity. You'd have, like, 7,000 people come in over a night. 7,000 times 2 would be 14,000. So you have 14,000 shoes individually. And you have to sort where each one goes and replace it and pull it out. And then they would be like, yeah, we're all leaving early for a family dinner, so you can go close by yourself. And closing by yourself at a place like that, say the place closes at 12, you're not getting home till like, 5 o'clock in the morning. It's just not going to happen. And, uh, yeah, ended up quit. I ended up quitting. They they fired me and I quit at the same time. It was really sad. <laughs> uh, they put me on door duty, which is basically like you just sit there and greet people. And I can't do that. I can't just stand still. and I got to do something. I'm an mm-hmm. active person. So I ended up falling asleep because nobody was there for like two seconds. And they called me in and I'm like, I quit. And they're like, you're fired. And I'm like, have a good one. Yeah. And then I started, then I built my PC and started streaming. Yeah, I'm the same way, actually. I, I've worked a ton of retail jobs, and until I got into management in those re- retail jobs, I just, it's horrible having to stay in one space and do one job. It's like, ugh. I feel like that's something that draws a lot of people to streaming is people that just generally hate doing something extremely repetitive and have no control over how they are supposed to carry out that job, like are just naturally drawn towards creativity and being able to be their own boss and manage themselves. So it's extremely interesting. Now, whenever you think about your career over time and just everything that has gone into this, looking back, knowing what you know now, what do you feel like you could have done better? So I'm going to quote someone on this. Um, are you familiar with anything in like the league championships and whatnot from back in the day? No, absolutely okay. not. <laughs> Do you know an, a person named Hotshot? Nope. Okay, so there was a very big streamer. He owns Steel Gina, from what I know, okay. uh, and his name was Hotshot. And I asked him this question two and a half years ago, and he told me the same exact thing I'm going to tell you right now. He said, "If there was one thing I could redo or like change." is I wish I jumped on social media quicker with Facebook and Twitter and et cetera. And I would kind of say the same exact thing. Um, I personally, I'm not, I'm not good at that stuff. Like I'm not, it's weird for me to be like, Hey guys, look, I'm eating dinner. Take a look at my steak. (laughs) That's, I'm just the kind of guy who would just be like on stream. And I'm just like, do you think I can eat this steak in one bite? Let's find out. That would be me. (laughs) So it's like, it's like I have to step into a character in my real life, which is just really weird for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so I would definitely say jumping on social media quicker, learning how to edit, and number one, 
is streaming has done something to me that's very bad, which I don't like admitting, but I'm totally cool with admitting my flaws. I'm an extremely lazy individual now because of streaming. Uh, it's just kind of caught up to me that I can kind of like do what I want and get away with it. Not not saying like I'm mean to people or anything. It's just like my own personal bubble. You know, I can be like, well, I don't have to stream now. I could just not sleep and then stream 12 hours and it's okay. And it's true. It is okay. But in reality, that's not good to just procrastinate like that and push everything aside. That's just, you shouldn't do that. Um, so that's definitely something I'm, I'm trying to work on. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like having a manager for streamers would be pretty lucrative? I know some people do, like the the extremely famous streamers have somebody that kind of manages them and books them and I guess looks into partnerships and sponsorships for them. 100% but, I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is, is like, I don't have the income to pay for a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just because th- that's kind of like the part that always sits in my head that is like, you could be doing so much more, right? Like, instead of doing a marathon stream for 24 hours, in that one day, I could have streamed six hours, contacted 45 different companies for sponsorships, you know, emailed the current game that I'm playing, um, and probably could have realistically made like an extra six to $10,000 on sponsorships a month, which I don't even do whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's like that's kind of like out of my field, I guess. Um, and that's just another area where I lack. And that's kind of when I first jumped into streaming, I was 19 years old. I didn't know anything about business. Like I had no clue about any of this. I mean, I don't even have a college like degree or anything. Mm-hmm. I literally just play video games. So it's like I was kind of just like thrown into the water, kind of like everyone else that do- does this. And uh, it's it's kind of hard sometimes because it's like ah oh, man I gotta be an adult now I gotta I gotta message Steel Series about my contract and make sure that I'm you know getting this on time and um, definitely getting a manager or some somehow having a manager which I used to kind of have with my old roommate he used to stream and he would help me out with a lot of that stuff um, is super super good don't ever miss out on it because it's so important because mm-hmm. knowing that you're secure right is like the best feeling in the world. Knowing that you have things scheduled for you, like not literally someone has to do it for you, but just thinking like, okay, I'm gonna stream for six hours. When I get off stream, I'll have, you know, some time to myself and then I've got a, a business meeting in three hours to discuss, you know, uh, the future games I'm gonna be playing. And I think having like your future set up for you or just you setting up yourself, but having a plan, which is the opposite of what I have, is a really good way to do it, like to just look at it. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel like there's a piece missing for a lot of people where they don't have somebody to bounce ideas off of. And so it can lead to some kind of stagnation in their creativity or just stress overall. Like, I, whenever I was streaming full-time, once again, like, I just, it was so stressful. You know, I was working full-time and then I was streaming full-time. I was working overall probably, like, 90 hours a week just coming up with ideas and streaming and everything all together. And it becomes extremely stressful. And I feel like a manager in that situation would be so lucrative. There almost needs to be like a stream school that you go to and that you can like Honestly, learn more about it before you delve into it. I have had dreams about this. Like I cannot <laughs> wait for there to be a day when like Twitch is going to take over the government. Just wait. The gaming community is going to create its own separate thing. It's going to happen. We've oh got like God. all the nerds and all the superpower that we need. Like we have it all. We don't need the yeah. government. It's going to happen. Just wait. 20 years from now, a school is going to go in, and I'm going to retire, and I'm going to go teach how to be a troll in Twitch. That's literally (laughs) going to be my job. I'll teach you how to identify a troll. And it's really funny, though, right? Because I worked a previous job while I was streaming to get extra income, and it was an online job, and the job was moderating Facebook, Twitter, and things like that, and YouTube. And I was like, there's a job for this? I was like, Pete, like, what? So I, I look it up, and, like, the, the channels I'm monitoring have, like, 2,000 total subscribers. I'm like, let me, I'm like, what? Let me look at that again. I'm like, my YouTube channel has, like, 32K. This channel has 2K, and I'm getting paid $10 an hour to moderate it? I was like, what? I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And one of the courses in the Power like the power uh, uh, PowerPoint slideshow, there was literally an entire topic, and the topic of the title was how to identify a troll. And literally, I was just like... Like, there was people, because, you know, they don't know this side of, of the world because they have the whole business side. They're like, what is a troll? And they're, like, raising their hand. They're like, I don't understand. Can you explain that again? And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, what is this? Um, so it's going to happen, man. Social media is getting up there. Yeah. And there are companies now that are actually trying to create esports schools. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of that, but that's 
obscene to me. I'm like, how is this a thing? People are actually going to go to school to get better at video games? Are you serious? It's true, though. <laughs> because people, people pay me. Think about it, right? I have had so many personal requests for up to $50 an hour to teach people how to play a specific game. I don't even advertise what? it. People, because people... Okay, have you ever played like a like free to play MMORPGs? Yeah. All right. So you know how there's people who put in you know fifteen to two thousand dollars a month off these video games to maintain being number one, mm -hmm. because when people need to escape from their real life, they go into an online world, and you have your own you know basically persona in this online world, and if you can't be the person you want to be in real life, try to be it online, and it's kind of okay. Like it's not the solution to running away from your problems. But it, at least it'll make you happier, and it may be a step towards becoming more happy in real life. Oh my gosh, you're blowing my mind right now. All I'm thinking about is like, like business ideas for creating opportunities for streamers and for esports people. Like, oh, it's a mind. thing. It's gonna happen. School yeah. for Hogwarts, but school for Twitch. School for <laughs> Hogwarts of Twitch. That would be insane. Oh my god. Oh. All right, so I think I'm about out of questions for you here. Is there anything else that you want to touch on? Um, do you want to go ahead and give a plug for yourself right now? Uh, I mean, yeah, I can I can give myself a plug if my voice stops cracking. Eight. So uh, just to give you guys a little rundown of who I am again, my name is Pox, or you could call me uh, Mr. Pox Kappa. Uh, you can find me <laughs> on YouTube at Pox and or Pox Kappa, or if you want to be super edgy, you can type in my actual domain, which is 0HXP. Don't nobody else knows that it's secret. I swear. If you type it in, it actually works. Um, you can check out my Twitter at pohxx. I couldn't do three X's because they said it was banned. Um, and you can catch me live on my Twitch every day at Twitch.tv/box. I am a variety streamer. I can be a little rowdy at times, uh, but I promise I'll treat you just like everyone else. Just tell me I love you, Cap of Pride, and we'll all be cool. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and letting me be part of your journey to master your content. It really means a lot to me. If this episode helped you, leave me a comment, positive or negative, about the show where you consume this episode. It helps me learn how to improve this show for you and helps other people find us so that we can help others pursue their dreams. You can also reach out to me on Twitter at AshneyChrist for questions or join our community in Discord. That link is down below in the show notes. I'll see you guys next week. Bye.